Good day, everybody. Welcome back to Education Podcast. I am Tina Silverio, back with my partner. Samuel Torres, and welcome to our third episode. So if we can recall, Miss Teresita Moreno joined us on our last episode, the second episode of Education, and we discovered a lot about the discrepancies in our educational system with regards to the public and private institutions. Right, Tina? That is true, and I agree with you, Sam. But today's episode will be a little bit different than last time. Really? But what's going to be different today? Well, for today, we have a twist. This time, we invited a fellow student who also has experience from both public and private institution. From a teacher's perspective, we are moving on to a student's point of view. That's right, Tina. Our guest is a 20-year-old undergraduate student who majors in sports management, currently studying at De La Salle University, Manila. So let us welcome Saira Vergara. Saira, are you there? Hi. Ayan. Good afternoon, Saira. Can you please introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm Saira Vergara, 20, from Lipa City, Batangas, and I'm sophomore right now. All right. So, yeah. Before anything else, naman, Saira? how have you been lately? Uh, I'm good, pero medyo nag-a-adjust sa uh, online learning. Pero, kaya naman, kaya. Alright, kahit naman, ano, no, kahit halos magdadalawang taon na rin tayo sa online learning, talagang paulit-ulit pa rin tayo mag-a-adjust. So, without further ado, let's get into our discussion. So, if you can remember the first surge of COVID in the Philippines, the schools are one of the first in line to be hit by the pandemic. So, can you please share with us, Saira, how's your transition from face-to-face to the online setup? Actually, ano, matagal yung vacation bago magpumasok ulit in college. And super nahirapan talaga akong mag-adjust kasi from senior high school, biglang first year college agad na nakakabigla. So, nung nag-start yung class in DLSU, lalo na online, Hindi naman ako masyado techie and hindi ako ganun ka galing sa computer which nahirapan talaga ako. Uh, honestly, mga one week akong umiiyak kasi parang nape-pressure ako and naisip ko talaga na hindi kaya. Pero swerte ako kasi totoo na yung mga taga DLSU, ano, matulungin talaga sila. Um, may naging classmate kasi ako na tinuruan ako ng mga bagay na hindi ko alam. Kaya... From there, natuto ako and right now, nagagamit ko talaga hanggang ngayon. Oh, that's really good and I'm expecting yun ang pinaka-unforgettable experience mo during this whole online setup. Pero if you have another, if you would like to share another uh, unforgettable experience as a student in this whole online setup, what could it be? Uh, siguro yung maging classmate ko or yung maging ka-blockmate ko rin yung mga teammate ko. Iba, iba talaga yung may kakilala ka sa ano, sa school. Medyo nadalian din ako dahil doon sa sa mga kakilala ko and dalo na yung mga senior ko sa team na na tumutulong din naman palagi sa amin and nahirapan din ako sa part na ano eh, on, online learning na, online training pa. Sobrang hirap mag-adjust lalo na uh, dati na sana kong ano interaction na personal pero ngayon lagi na lang kaharap mo is laptop or cellphone mm-hmm. 
That's good to hear. Especially I myself. I don't really know anyone else in DLSU from other courses, from other batches. So it really was a big shock to me. So it's good to know that you know other people and it really does help. But can you give any other specific benefits of knowing other students in DLSU before you transferred here or before you went into college? Because uh, I know that my classmates are not going to be able to do asking question kasi ano eh mahirap talaga mag-adjust ko ikaw lang mag-isa na may hiya ka mag magtanong-tanong uh, na experience ko rin naman na wala akong kasamang classmates sa isang course and doon talaga uh, nata- nata- natatakot ako sa ganun pero dahil kasama ko like Francis okay sa akin na tatanungan ko ay na-sharean ko ng ng mga gusto ko sabihin and nakakamusta ko rin sila Alright, so in our case as students, we did experience pros and cons of this transition, no? Uh, ano kaya tingin mo yung pros tsaka yung cons ng online setup? Uh, pro, siguro ano, nasa bahay ka and uh, tipid. In, in terms of financial, mas tipid pag nasa bahay. Pero ang kon naman nun para sa akin is madaling ma-burnout, nakakatamad, nakakapagod, uh, at mahirap talaga. Kasi hindi naman tayo sanay na nakakulong lang sa bahay. Kahit naman nakakapagod sa uh, face-to-face, is mas maganda pa rin yan kasi may interaction talaga. Oo, talagang as fellow students, we understand the difficulty of the setup. Mm-hmm. It is understood that During this online setup, the pros and cons may not be balanced. We may have more issues and difficulties throughout this pandemic. Yeah, we're certain that just as like just like us, you must have heard lots of stories during this online setup from your other fellow students. So, with that being said, do you please tell us the common problems that you hear from other students or anything that you know of at the moment? All right. Uh, kasi ngayon dalawa kami ng sister ko na nag-aaral na siya module ako online. Yung sister ko naman is in public high school right now. So, wala man silang online class like as ano lang sila module. Pero, based sa observation ko or mga napapanood or rants na nakikita ko sa sa internet, as lagi siya sabi na ano, sa iba, hassle ang online learning kasi yung iba naman is hirap sa gadget. Lalo na kap- nakikita ko yung ano kapag exam exam nila kailangan marami silang devices na ginagamit para makita yung process ng pag-exam para wala daw dayan which is nakakalungkot kapag nakakita ng ganun yung gusto ng bata na mag-aral pero hindi nila magawa ng maayos kasi nga hirap sila sa sa device sa internet connection minsan pa nakakita ko ng mga uh, caricatures or something memes na uh, ibibili na lang daw ng bigas ipapangload pa ng estudyante. Kaya mahirap talaga ang online class, lalo na sa Pilipinas na wala namang uh, stable internet connection na minsan privilege pa yung merong ano, wifi sa bahay. Tulad nga nang sabi mo, minsan medyo hindi din madaling intindihin for some institutions yung kalagayan ng iba. May mga expectations sila na hindi naman kayang i-reach ng ibang families, ibang students. So, um, in terms naman of class discussion in this online setup, how can you describe the atmosphere? 
Ah, uh, ano, para sa akin, depende depende sa student talaga kung matututo o hindi. Kasi ano eh, pag online learning, parang kay, hindi kailang tulungan mo rin yung sarili mo. Hindi lang iaasa sa modules na ibibigay ng prof or teachers na mga uh, assessment na ibibigay. Kailangan din na mag mag-aral ka ng sarili mo kung gusto mo talaga matuto. Kasi parang sa nakikita ko or na-observe ko, sinasabi ng iba na pag ngayong online class, ang goal na lang is makapagpasa, hindi na matuto. Mm. So there really is a lot of problems with the online setup. But moving along with that, with regards to public and private, um, why don't we talk about your transition from a public institution to a private institution? How was your transition from these two sectors? Alright. So nag-public ka sa elementary to junior high school dito sa province namin in Lipa City, Batangas. Nag-private ako ng no, senior high school. Uh, para sa akin, hindi naman ako ganun nahirapan. Para, pag kasi uh, nag-aaral ako, goal ko talaga ma, ma, mag-aaral. Wala naman sa akin yung kung saan ako pumapasok na ganun. So, okay sa akin. Wala namang naging problema. Pero no, mas nahirapan pa ako mag, mag-adjust nung uh, face-to-face learning nung nag-online class. Doon pa ako na, mas nahirapan. Pero in terms of maybe the public school versus private school, maybe the infrastructure, Um, yung curriculum or yung mga tinuturo, meron bang anything in particular that made you uncomfortable or had a hard time coping or uh, managing? Ganun. Mm, siguro sa, uh, sa mga tao lang. Kasi pag public, ano, medyo crowded na kasi sa public. Kasi ano, kahit naman sabihin public yun, uh, marami naman silang facilities na ano, kasi donation ng mga politicians. Kaya, mas marami na ingan yung pumasok sa public kasi free na. Okay pa yung mga facilities. Katulad lang din ng private. Siguro, ano, uh, sa tao lang ako medyo nahirapan mag-adjust kasi sa public, uh, ano eh, language, barrier lang, ganyan. Tagalog kami mag-usap pero minsan sa private, ano eh, English. Pero okay, natututo naman, kaya okay din sa akin. With regards to the student body of organizations or your student leaders in your public school or private school, uh, what changes did you notice? And can you compare the student body from where you were in, in public, sorry, when then you shifted to private schools? Nung public school ako sa ano, junior high school, uh, naging student body din ako dun eh. Pero ano, parang na-observe ko na ang mga estudyante sa public school, hindi sila masyado nagsasuggest ng gusto nila. Parang kung ano yung decision ng student body sa public school, okay, ganun. Pero ngayon sa Lasal, ano eh, may boses talaga yung student, which is I really like. Kasi maganda yung ganun. Lahat may, ano, may kakayahang magsabi kung ano yung gusto. Yun. I would like to go back sa sinabi mo kanina. I would like na ma- i-elaborate mo pa yung naging adjustment mo with regards to people from public to private institution. Ano exactly yung characteristics or observations na napansin mo when it comes to adjusting to students um, comparing sa public and private schools? Sa ngayong na-observe ko sa Lasal, parang ano, yung student dito is 
so, super nababalance nila yung mga gusto nilang gawin. Like, uh, ACADS, gimmick, pero balance lang. At saka may, may goal kasi talaga. Hindi ko masasabi walang, walang balance sa public. Pero dun kasi medyo, ano eh, kumbaga ma- nahihirapan sila i-balance. Halimbawa, uh, ACADS, sports. Kapag magaling ka sa sports, yun yung ipaprioritize mo, which is pangit talaga. In, uh, kailangan t- kasi pantay. Yun yung na-observe ko na pagkakaiba ng mga tao sa public and private. Kasi feeling ko, kaya gano'n na nangyayari kasi mahal yung tuition. Kailangan nila seryosohin yung lahat ng bagay. Eh doon naman, public ko lang binabayaran. Mm. You have to make what's worth of what you're paying for kind yeah. of thing. That's, yeah. That's understood. But I want to know, how is the workload and quality of education that you received as compared to a public school? Mm, okay. Sa nung uh, high school ako ng public, ano, para sa akin okay lang din. Uh, manageable. Tapos dun kasi ano, eh, marami silang extracurricular activities na binibigay sa student and mga ito ah, sa public ito example halimbawa kaya maraming ano doon eh mas gusto yung nakakapasa talaga halimbawa may film viewing Pag, kapag hindi ka sumama wala ka ex, extra points kapag sumama ka may extra points ka uh-huh. oo ganun tapos sa sa private naman ano ngayon na, ngayon para na intimidate ako sa prof gay kasi mga prof ko, doctors. Eh, nung private ako, ano eh. Eh, nung public ako, mga ano lang, mga fresh grads. Pero hindi ko naman sila minamalit dahil gano'n. Uh, basta parang mas intimidating lang talaga yung dating sa akin kapag gano'n, ng prof. There's a difference in their qualifications rin when it comes to teaching. Makes sense naman why it can get intimidating. So, given that you have experienced both public and private schools, Will you recommend to others? Which one would you recommend to others knowing that they can afford to go to either school? Alright. Uh, okay din naman na para sa akin, gusto ko rin ma-experience kung ako magkakaanak tapos papapasukin ko. Gusto ko rin ma-experience silang ano, public. Kahit kaya ko namang pag-aralin sa private. Kasi iba yung gusto kong makasalamuha sila ng iba't ibang klase ng tao which is sa public talaga nila ma- mararanasan yung gano'n and yung mga experiences. Plus, gusto ko ding matuto silang mag-adjust sa mga bagay. Hindi, uh, at alam kong dun sila matututo sa sa public. And kung, and then kung kaya ko naman sa college, mas pipin ko talaga private, lalo sa big four. Ma- kasi dun, dun mahasa yung talagang skills and strength nila na magagamit nila in future. Somehow, that is a good mindset to have to widen or expose your children or other younger generations to more experiences. So, that is good. Yeah, and bukod sa mahahasa at matututo sila academically, pati yung social uh, interactions nila ay mahahasa din, no? And um, as someone, Saira, na may experience sa transition ng public to private, may advice ka kaya na you would like to give us and our audience with regards to transitioning or with regards to anything related sa transition na yun. Ayun. 
Uh, so, kung galing kayong public, then um, pa- lilipat kayo in private. Ang payo ko lang is kayo lagi ang mag adjust and makikisama sa mga tao. Kasi, uh, hindi sila ang mag adjust para sa inyo. La- palaging uh, ikaw ang iintindi sa mga bagay. And kailangan, ang mahalaga talaga, lalo na kung school ang pinag-uusapan is ang pakikisama sa mga tao. At ang pagpili ng tamang taong sasamahan talaga. Kasi uh, nas, na, nasa yun naman kung gagalingan mo sa school or hindi. Wala yun sa school na lilipatan mo. Na ikaw pa rin naman ang nag-aaral kahit anong mangyari. So yun lang. Kung asa, para mapadali yung pag-a-adjust, huwag, mah- huwag mahiyawa laging magtanong and interact sa mga tao. Uh, pinakamahalaga talaga palagi is yung pagtatanong. It's a really good advice that um, as long as you want and sabi nga nila kung gusto, may paraan and it's important that you ask questions, ganyan, and makisama, interact. So, uh, Syra, what other factors can you think of that you can uh, that impacts growth of a student's? It's over a student's overall development, like the parent-teacher association or extracurricular events, field trips, open houses, and things of the like. Do you think that these benefit the development of a student? Uh, for me, yes. Because for me, the education is not just based on the pagtuturo ng teacher sa mga assessment quiz test dapat palagi pa ring may activities like this para hindi naman tamarin yung mga students na palagi na lang nasa loob ng classroom and napaka traditional lang nung pag-aaral maganda yung may field trips to explore more uh, mga open house to share the things that they do tapos yung mga camp yeah This is a yes or no question. Uh, do you think that there are programs, activities, and anything between any curricular or extracurricular activities among both public and private schools? Do you think that there is a definitive difference among the two of them? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So, with this, with that being said, uh, what are these programs, activities, and any other uh, operations? Do you think the other institutions should adapt? Such as a public school institution adapting to what a private school does, or vice versa. So, is there anything specific that you think would benefit each institution? Hmm. Uh, jun- senior ay ako. Meron kami kung paano mag mock interview. Parang ano? Uh, ang hinubog kasi sa amin nung senior high school is to be ready kahit hindi to be ready in the future kahit na hindi na mag-college which is very helpful sa marami dahil maraming student talaga yung ayaw nang mag-college gusto na magtuloy sa pagtatrabaho so yun yung maganda sa private school na pinusukan ko ni-ready nila yung uh, mga student nila for the future uh would you say this is another yes or no question uh would you say that there is a definite difference between public and private schools No. No. So, in a sense, the way they operate and their curriculums and their competencies would are the same. Yes. So, there isn't much of a difference between public and private institutions. For me, ano, wala talagang masyadong pagkakaiba. Nasa, nasa sa estudyante talaga. Yes. You, it, it depends on the student talaga kung ano, anong gusto nila mangyari sa kanila. Wala sa school 
kung anong mangyayari sa iyo. Hindi to, siguro some in some factor ano talaga. Uh, advantage talaga na makapagtapos ka sa uh, magandang institution like big four ganyan kasi uh, maraming gustong pumasayo pag magtatrabaho ka na. Pero kung sa estudyante tapos nakatapos naman and madiskarte and may skills siguro kaya kaya niya din sa kahit ano. That's good to know and it seems like a very reasonable answer that uh, the students will at the end the students bottom line are the ones who are in charge of their learning capacity. Moving along with this, we are going into a segue to our socials. Keep yourself updated with the latest notifications of our posts by subscribing to our YouTube channel and following our podcast on Spotify and liking our Facebook page. Links are in the description below. Now back to the episode. Okay. <laughs> so, um, from what where you're coming from, Sarah, basically you don't think there's much of a difference with public schools and private schools except for the people around you. Tama? Yes. Okay. We can see where you're coming from and I also find it interesting because it can serve as an eye-opener also for students Now maybe it's more of the people involved in the institution and it doesn't have a lot to do with the institution themselves. Mm, I agree with you, Tina. These episodes just keep blowing me away. So, what can we learn from our guests this time? My takeaway from this interview is that... um, it has much to do with your will, again, to learn. Although we do have to acknowledge and consider the capacity of other students, it's really helpful that we ask people who already know and who already belong to the institution. So, um, for example, sabi nga ni Sarah, hindi ka dapat tanong. And it's really also helpful na may makakilala ka in that same institution para kumpaga damayan kayo sa mga struggles nyo in that institution. Mm-hmm. And it really goes coming from a perspective of a student who has studied in both public and private schools that there isn't much of a difference, at least from some perspectives out there, that knowing that you come from a public or private school or institution there are so much more. We have the same opportunities. In some way, we can do what the other can. Now, there may be hardships, there may be adversities, but at the bottom line, we ourselves are in charge of what we are able to do. Our learning capacity comes from what we can do and what we think we can do ourselves. All right, will you look at the time? I don't think we have more time for this interview. Time sure flies, partner, because we are about to end another episode. I guess this will be it for today's interview. Thank you again, Sarah, so much for joining our podcast episode of Education Podcast. You have been very insightful and we learned a lot from this interview. So I hope we have moved our audiences once again. Yes, it was really a pleasure interviewing you. Again, let us give a warm welcome to Sarah Vergara, a student from De La Salle University, Manila. Let's give her a warm round of applause, everyone. And this has been Education Podcast, and we will see you in our next episode. My name is Samuel. My name is Tinay. And see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.